Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast. This is episode 106. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we've got Tony Katz. Yes, we do. Andy Nervous Nelly Kennedy. We're getting uh, pretty hot if the episode numbers are temperature. Yeah. It's almost unsurvivable at this point. I like how you compare the, the number to something. It's always, it was a jersey uh, and a player, and now we're going into temperatures. Yeah, we'll what just do, do gonna... temperatures for the next 20 episodes. Because then after that, you're just going to die. You can't live past 126, right? 126? What's yes. the hottest you've ever you have ever seen? Um, I want to say high teens. You know, coming back from Vegas all the time, you know, I see like there's that thermometer in Baker. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only driven well, to Vegas like once. Well, it's a big thermometer and you can see it's like 118 sometimes. I think my car said that last year in the heat wave in August. Yeah, well, well yeah. cars are different. Well, there was one that came really early last year. Heat wave was like in June. And it yeah, was like, we yeah we got here to like one fourteen. That's here. But. So what are you gonna do at one thirty? Um, hmm. we'll just have to find out. Yeah, you'll probably figure out something. Yeah, I'm sure, I have but. a lot of time to, to yeah. do that. Well, not That's a like a whole half a year. Mm. Sometimes we do these happy hour yeah, pods. Yeah, we'll see. And. Let's just before we go we'll into we'll do a things, special one thirty episode. Our uh, our office here is under heavy duty construction, but at the same time, that means our office is coming along. Our uh, yes. official office, which will be opening up for us hopefully in the by, next three months, yeah, give or take. I would say hopefully by the summer. It would yeah, be nice and by at, June. At that point, you can definitely anticipate us to uh, kick it off with some live streams action. Some. More video stuff because we'll just have a whole yeah. deal studio here. We have wall-to-wall touchscreens. The whole wall is going to be just a touchscreen. We might even get a Wahlberg in here. Yeah, there's going to uh, be a lot. So that'll be cool. We even we Instagrammed a pic of it uh, a couple weeks back at Tony's.take. Uh, but this is the Sports Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend. And check out our entertainment pods. But uh, let's dive right into some sports. Yeah, so... We've got a lot of basketball to talk about. Yeah. Do we wanna... I wanna, what I want to do is first talk a little bit about the NBA. Okay. Then we can get split up that basketball talk with a little NFL. And then finish with what I know you all want to hear. Yeah, the, the bracket. The March so we will definitely get to that. And you're going to want to listen to what Andy and I have to say yeah. about our picks. Because there's some – I mean, I know everybody – this is just a little teaser. I know everybody – Duke is one of the biggest favorites, but that's not who I think is going to win. I don't know who Andy thinks is going to win, but I don't think it's going to be Duke, and I don't think people should bet on Duke. Yeah. So that's just a little taste right now. But uh, I'm a college sports expert. I was on the USC <laughs> rowing team. Oh, Andy. A, if everyone knows, that's how I got into USC. It was a... <laughs> okay. <laughs> just trying to vision Andy on the USC rowing team. Well, let's, let's go... Uh, Let's go to the NBA here. I think the biggest story of the week, at least in Southern California, was the humiliation of LeBron. It really really put a bow on this uh, miserable season, and it's not even over yet. But if you, don't know the, if you don't know, the Lakers lost to the worst team in the league, so I think that makes them now the, the new worst team in the league. They lost to the Knicks. And it wasn't like, you know, I guess it was a close game in their defense. Lakers had a chance at the end. Put the ball in LeBron's hands and just uh, take us home, LeBron. We don't care. It's not been a great season. You're LeBron. You'll get this done. And no. Yeah. Uh, they lost to St. Margaret's Episcopal uh, yeah. like two weeks ago. It's an all-girls team. And they're in eighth grade. Well, Alonzo's hurt. So we're going to be looking at Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's the savior. Yeah. Oh, well, LeBron uh, took a game winner and uh, – he didn't even uh, get it up to the basket. It got blocked. Thank God yeah, he said to the basket. He's making it really obvious, too, how much he doesn't care. Like, they showed – I think it was Clyde Frazier was the announcer for the Knicks. Yeah. And there was a bit about him commentating during the game on the Knicks broadcast and just basically grilling LeBron, like how LeBron was at the end of the bench. Just like, look at him. He's just like, he just doesn't care. He doesn't care. And, I mean, he probably doesn't. I mean, this is going to be weird for him. This is the first time he's not going to make the playoffs in – 
a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to go to so many wineries in May. It's like it's crazy. And like I said, being a Laker fan, and I know Sean's a Laker fan here. Well, yeah. It's optimistic. For The only thing I can think of is, like, him having that bad of a losing season. He's not going to settle for another losing season like that, and I truly don't think the Lakers will either. So I believe that the Lakers will make so a big splash. retire then. I think the Lakers oh, will make a, a big splash this offseason. I think they will really push trying to get a signing or something. And, I mean, it's just – and all free agencies. I mean, free agencies, and we're going to get to more NFL stuff soon because there was a couple big splashes since our last podcast. But uh, it happens. Like, un- things that you're just like, oh, my God, they happen all the time in the free agency, and that's what makes the free agents season so beautiful when there's so many big players. But uh, Yeah, I think next year the Lakers will be substantially better. I don't think yeah. there'll be a team that can beat, you know, the Bucks on, you know, 10 games out of 10. But uh, – Nobody could. <laughs> They're going to be a good team. Yeah. What so, if they I mean, just end up far like, better than they are now, at least. What if they just yeah. end up with, like, DeMarcus and Kemba Walker? Fuck that. No. Anyone but DeMarcus. Okay. Okay. I'll be fine with Kemba Walker. What if... It's like Sean Kemp. You trade Lonzo Ball for Zubac straight up. Prefer we, it. Okay. Let's work it out. <laughs> you, you want him? I watched a bit of him last night. He's, uh, everyone thinks he's, like, the greatest thing because the Lakers just gave him away and they like to make fun of the Lakers now. He's still Zubac. He's not. Yeah, he's yeah. still a kid. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, also it'll be interesting to see where the Lakers end up getting a, a draft pick. I mean. They can go all the way down to like five right now. Yeah, really, I mean, if they get a top five pick. I well, mean, then with you the lottery, a, they could actually win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine Zion in L.A.? Oh, yeah. Wow. Even like R.J. Barrett. I mean, if they do somehow get a top three pick, I think they're getting to a point where they're kind of like thinking, why not? It's gonna be. It, you can't get to um, without winning the lottery. They're not gonna be able to get past like those teams are so far back. Yeah, that's true. Aren't the, the, Bulls the Suns and have the what? Like, don't Suns. the Knicks have twelve wins or thirteen now? Yeah. or something like that. Suns are like which 17. is still what? Yeah, like twenty games different. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. It won't happen. But, but still, they can fall could, below like Dallas. I think if, if they could get like a seven or eight pick though, or even that's not horrible. Yeah, but a guy who can help the team. LeBron probably want to trade him for Anthony Davis, but yeah. But in a darker NBA news, there was a uh, an altercation this past week between Russell Westbrook and a fan at in Utah. Some uh, I, I'm not even sure exactly the whole the whole story here. The fan said some bad yeah, things to so Westbrook and Westbrook. What I've been what I heard about it was uh, the fan yelled at Westbrook, and I'll just I'll say this. Is, as nicely as I can and stuff. Cause I mean, they're all, you know, whatever. But I know from my personal experience hanging out with, I have a, a, a few years ago, I hung out with a lot of Mormon people. I had a good amount of Mormon friends and the one, and they're all great people, nice people. But the one thing I noticed with them is they do take their sports. Even they're like their church league sports. Cause I played, I subbed in a couple of church league leagues uh, with my buddy and I watched other teams like grown men in their forties fight each like basically almost fight each other yell at each other they take their recreational sports very seriously like i was even on a softball team with some of them and i would have my one buddy yelling at us and stuff for like like little stuff and it's like dude at the end of the day it's like this is a fun softball league but they're very competitive so the fans are just crazy and you wouldn't expect it there because i don't think the alcohol selling is very big there and you know it's not like you have many obnoxious drunk fans sure some of them drink but ultimately i'm just saying i know how from my experience, how a lot of people from the Mormon community are, and they're very passionate and serious with their sports. So mm-hmm. it gets you to say in the moment stupid stuff. And sure enough, one fan came out and I guess told Westbrook to get on his knees like he used to or something like that. And Westbrook took it as a, as the slavery route. Some people have taken it as like more of a homophobic route. But regardless whether it was racial or homophobic, it shouldn't have been said. And Westbrook's – Everyone knows this. If you watch him play, he's one of those guys that he doesn't – he talks to fans a lot. He doesn't let fans get away with shit like he most people that kid will. for touching him. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he, he is not afraid to talk to you in the stands. And I and he was started telling the guy, like, I swear on everything, I'll fuck you up. And the thing that ruined – hurt Westbrook there is then he also said, I'll fuck your wife up also, <laughs> which was way above the line. And he obviously had to address afterwards, like, I've never touched a woman. I would never touch a woman. I just – was in the moment or whatever. He did the Deacon Jones had, move. He addressed them both. Yeah. And said how she had said it also. So 
Anyway, I think at first they were giving the fan the benefit of the doubt because they did interview the fan after the game, and he said, no, I told Westbrook he's going to need to ice his knees. And so yeah. they were kind of like, okay, you know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. So, of course, doing what you do all the time now, which is Sean's favorite thing, is they go find your old tweets. Yep. <laughs> and sure enough, they did find a tweet from October of this last October that uh, had him saying something about Westbrook, like, Westbrook's a little bitch or something like that. And then, of course, he had to hashtag MAGA or whatever. So, of course, it's any way for, like, people to that already don't like Trump to be like, look, look at these Trump supporters. They're all racist, blah, blah, blah. And it's – but anyway, after that happened, they did ban him. Fan is now banned from yeah, – the old, to... the old lady owner came out yeah. to address the crowd. And another fan got banned also right after that. Yeah. It was like the breakfast club. <laughs> yeah. You're so... out too. But, no, you're right. It was funny. The little – owner is this little old lady she had to come out and address the fans and i'm sure as an owner that's one of the most embarrassing things like you have to go tell your fans to not yell racial slurs or homophobic slurs at opposing players i don't know but uh but yeah I mean, i've heard that's like utah is a nasty place to yeah, play whether, well, so whether it's just racial things or just just other so things. that was the other thing is so they actually said something to jr smith a while back and why would anyone be still be talking to him though and uh, jr smith they said uh is it distracting when you shoot free throws with this was a while ago is, is it distracting when you're shooting your free throws and there's people waving stuff behind you and blah 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 and he said no he's like what's distracting is when i go to utah and they're yelling the n-word at me yeah so it's like utah is just and they've even talked about it, it is a very 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 high white population there and yes <laughs> it's just how it is they're still living in a different time over there some of the people and uh that's unfortunate yeah. but you know you hope it gets better because you know it's not it that's is one they... thing to go to a game and cheer for your players i mean andy i know you've told so many players to go kill themselves yeah. <laughs> watching a game but we all know you don't i've mean not it. told them that to their face no, i know but we all know you don't mean it we know it's just, and that's how sports are you get highly competitive Stuff like that, but I know you would never be at a game and tell, yell certain things at people, but... I'll just know. mumble it under his breath. Yeah. But, yeah, that's unfortunate. <clears throat> but, yeah, but, I mean, I think the right action was taken. Yeah. You know, get him kicked out. That's what he gets. And Westbrook got fined, I believe. Yeah, so. Westbrook got fined 25000 Yeah. for his that's war, fine. his language, and it is fine, but I'm sure Westbrook takes that as a win. Like, you know what? I got yeah. fined twenty five grand. That's nothing to me. You can't ever go to a jazz game again in your own home, you know, town. So, well, you hope like people would like know who that guy is in his personal life, and you know, kind of shame him there too. Ban like, him. What, what are you from doing? The local hardware store. Yeah. <laughs> you're not welcome now, at Bill, this Starbucks. All right, you're, I guess you're not you allowed here. I'm There's sorry. probably not a lot of Starbucks in uh, Mormon country there either. Yeah, there got to be like a more of a coffee bean yeah. or like. No, they can't have any of it. They can't have the caffeine. Why would they even have a coffee bean? You get scones. Yeah, I guess. Dunkin' Donuts, you can get decaf. Yeah. Come on, Andy. There's plenty of options. People love coffee. They need it. All right. You ready for another dark story? Oh, yeah. of course. Well, I'm going to say Andy over no, here. No, we got to get the dark stories out, too, so we can talk about some of the lighter stuff. Um, Tyreek Hill had one of the most exciting uh, seasons this past year, playing with uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The guy's just like maybe the fastest guy in pads in the NFL. Just yeah, they actually com guy. compared his fastest 100 time. And they said that his fastest 100 time, the most recent Summer Olympics, would have placed like fourth or fifth or something. Really? Yeah, so he does have like yeah. real speed. Yeah, so if you don't know him, um, his past, he was a late-round pick by the Chiefs because he had some trouble in college. He, uh, he even pled guilty to uh, – he assaulted his pregnant girlfriend. So that's a big deal, and if it's something that happened while he was in the NFL – it would have been a much bigger deal, but it definitely dropped him in the draft. And it's kind of been, I don't want to say a forgotten story, but kind of not really talked about mm -hmm. as much. He's kind of fortunate that, I don't know if that was post, that must have been still pre-Ray Rice, but I don't know. But uh, he's now found himself in trouble again. And that's, we don't actually know. Right now there's um, an investigation yeah, that his, his three-year-old son, who I believe was the person his girlfriend was pregnant with at yeah the time, would make sense yeah um broke his arm and i don't know jeez and <laughs> so there's an, an investigation 
anyone has said if he's really involved, if he's really a suspect, there's people saying, no, he's not. Um, but there still is a, a criminal investigation going on. And um, so right now I'd say Tyreek Hill does not, does not earn the benefit of the doubt here. But I think everyone else and the Chiefs are just in the NFL kind of waiting to see okay, what, I'll tell you what what does this investigation turn up. The Chiefs, they're getting it's getting to be a bummer for them because they have something that looked like it could have been a really special thing in these next yeah. few years, but they already lost Kareem Hunt. And now, I mean, if Tyreek Hill keeps this up, they're going to have no choice but to release him at some point. Yeah. And it's just it's not fair to Mahomes. It's not fair to the other guys. And they're already losing a lot of defenders this year. Eric Berry's gone, but I don't think he's signed with the team yet, though. No, I don't think so. And then that uh, what's his name? Houston. They they yeah they cut Houston and they traded D Ford. So both yeah. their pass rushers. And they lost their other corner, uh, who actually went to the Steelers, Steve yeah. Nelson, who had a few interceptions, had like four interceptions last year and like sixty five tackles, which isn't a bad season for a corner. So yeah, they're losing, and their defense was already ranked very yeah. poor this year, and they lost basically everything they had. So I'll tell you guys right now, Chiefs games this year, overs. Yeah. Overs, overs, overs. Because they will score points still because of Mahomes, but they will be giving up points. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, still, especially, like, it's – when women and kids get involved, those are just the two things that, like, just control your temper. Um, well, I've always been, like, kind of uncomfortable with Tyreek Hill because it's not like he did something when he was 13 or something. He was still – he was an adult, and he assaulted a pregnant woman. It's like – it's like it's yeah, one of the worst things you say. It's it's a combination. Like it you shouldn't is, yeah. hit women or children, but yeah. And I know for sure people that do time. murder, if someone does murder a pregnant woman, it does count as like double yeah. murder, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's like I don't I don't know what you're doing, and and I don't know what the problem is with uh, some of these NFL players. I mean, Adrian Peterson had a similar issue where he was basically beating his son as discipline. And it's like, that was like, a, it became kind of like a cultural issue. Like, oh, well, that's fine in certain places. Like, like no, I think I think we're we're done with that kind of stuff. So, yeah. again, no idea. This is all just investigation. It could be nothing. The kid could have fallen. Yeah. Could be absolutely nothing. But like I said, Ty, if Tyreek Hill doesn't have, didn't have this history, this wouldn't be the news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to give him the benefit of the is. doubt until proven guilty, right? So, yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you hope that it wasn't. I mean, you, I can't even envision a grown man breaking his three-year-old's arm. And I mean, granted, I don't – who knows, like, how it would have happened, but still, three years old. Yeah. I mean, that's a strong man, too. I'm sure all he had to do was, like, grab the kid's arm or whatever, and that would have been enough. But still bad, you mm -hmm. know, but hopefully it wasn't, you know, how it seems. And hopefully he – and if it was, then hopefully he really gets the help he needs because he needs something. Yeah, he's going around. And if it, if it is, you know, he had something to do with this, he really blew it because he has not had his uh, free agency yet. So it'd be like, how stupid can you be? Yeah, well, some of them pretty stupid. Yeah. Well, do we want to talk about another, uh, a confirmed terrible person who uh, <laughs> did lose his job today? Go on, yeah. I think I know this. Oh, I'm sure you're excited about it. The Bengals finally cut Vontae's birthday. Oh, no, I did hear about that. I did. And, yes, thank God. I do not like that guy no. at all. He's a very, very, very dirty player. And I remember he went to ASU, and I remember a buddy of mine, like a friend's friend or something, was saying how he knew Burfecht at ASU and said how, like, his uncle or something was, like, a legitimate blood or crip or something. Yeah. And then he was also like, I'm pretty confident, like, Vontae's Burfecht has murdered someone. <laughs> Granted, I don't know how serious that was or whatever, but Vontez Perfect is a real hood person, to say the yeah. least. He's he's out there to hurt people. I mean, he, yeah. you could say, oh, he's a tough player. No, he's he, a good player. He is, but, but he, he does have a different yeah. agenda out there. I think I saw he's been fined almost $5 million in his career. Just That's just that's ridiculous. Insane. That's $5 million is more money than 99% 90, of people pretty much will ever make. Yeah, maybe, but, and it's just like, you just throw that away in fines. Like it's no big deal yeah. because you'll, and people like that truly will never learn. I mean, look at Pac-Man Jones. Didn't he just, he just got arrested again. I'm pretty sure. I think so. He'll, he'll never play in the NFL again. I don't think because he'll never, yeah, learn. he's older anyways. Yeah. But. And he'll never learn. He's just someone that gets in trouble and he's going to eventually spend, I bet 
a good portion of the rest of his life in trouble and jail, probation stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see who picks up someone like Burfick because, the, honestly, the way, like, the Raiders have been picking up people. Yeah. I could see him going to, like, the Raiders or something. Well, that is a Raiders type of player. Oh, there. exactly. Yeah. So that's why don't be surprised if that happens. <laughs> or even at this point, Cleveland. Cleveland's willing to take a chance with anybody. But speaking yeah. of Cleveland, yeah, should we? This yeah, was this the biggest. Is, this is now. This is good news stuff. This is fun football this, stuff. This happened about. the day after. If you remember our podcast last week, if you listened to it, we talked about the AFC North, and I even said I would put money on Cleveland maybe to win the division. If assuming they're going off at like two to one or three to one, what happened that very next day? They land Odell Beckham Jr. and become the favorites to win the division at plus one twenty-five putting the Pittsburgh Steelers second at plus 250. And then I think they said the Ravens were like plus 350 or plus 400. And then the Cincinnati Bengals are like eight, eight to one or something. Yeah, I can't even see any scenario the Bengals do anything. Exactly. And I mean, that's why it's a pretty heavy price. I mean, eight to one to win a division is a lot. But, uh, yeah, they uh, – and we'll see. I think yeah, I think there's a, a first-rounder, a third-rounder, and then also Jabril Peppers who – was a first-round pick only two years ago, who uh, I think he's already a pretty solid player. He was a very exciting player at Michigan, and they said the yeah. Giants just absolutely loved him and wanted – they demanded him in the trade. But, yeah, I mean, all the analysis so far is this was a – it's a steal for the, the Browns getting a guaranteed, like, maybe the most talented receiver in the NFL. If I mean, he's definitely top five. Um, he's had some – he's had some, like, issues. They said he's been kind of like a pain – for the team, but he hasn't had any true off the field issues. He's not, he's not uh, taking pictures of him going 105 miles an hour on like a small road, like Lamar Jackson got caught doing. Um, so he's been, I mean, I said he's a passionate guy. He cried and like punched a wall in the locker room after a playoff game. Yeah, it'll but, be good to see him on a winning team. Yeah, he just needs. I think especially he needed to a get team out that's there. a young winning team. But it'll be interesting though with Cleveland because. You know, this is Baker Mayfield's second year, so and it's gonna be his first full season. So we're gonna get to really see what he can do. Yeah. And then they have a new uh, first year, uh, first time ever head coach, and he's already got quite the guys in his locker room with Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and Beckham and Landry are are friends from back in the day. Yeah, they played at LSU so, together. Yeah. Now I thought I saw something. Did Kareem Hunt get suspended eight games? He did. And it was okay. confirmed. So. They'll be so, without him, but yeah, yeah but then they'll get him when Nick it matters. Chubb. So, yeah, and they still have Nick Chubb, who, you know, assuming he stays healthy, will uh, probably be having another good season. So yeah, the future's bright for Cleveland. It really is. Yeah. And then uh, staying in that division, uh, the Baltimore Ravens get Earl Thomas. Yeah, they need to do something because they lost a lot. And Mark Ingram. Yeah. So. But I know you said uh, they lost C.J. Mosley, uh, Terrell Suggs even left. Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle. Um, I think another defensive lineman. They look like you know they somehow. I think they ended up with the number one defense again last year. Yeah, they which seem like, to how do they how do they always just do this? But I don't know about this year. This year, despite Earl Thomas, the off opposite I'll say, with the Ravens. Uh, the opposite I said from the Chiefs this year with the Ravens, I would say unders, unders, unders with them. Yeah. Because their defense will still be solid. They just it's just like we just said, they just seem to always have a good defense. Just reminds me kind of in times with baseball where it seemed like there was a stretch where the Atlanta Braves always had good pitching, like a good bullpen even if they didn't score runs much. And that's the thing right now with the Ravens. They just always have a good defense. And I'm not high on their offense. I mean, they're gonna be a very ground and pound team, I think. You know, Lamar Jackson yeah. runs a lot. You know, he didn't really prove he can pass that well. You got Mark Ingram now as a strong running back that'll They'll pound it with him a lot. So I wonder what they're doing with uh, their backup QB's QB position because we Lamar Jackson might just have already been figured out. Yeah, you know. And yeah, it, that game against the Chargers was very, very bad. Yeah, it did look like a team had figured him out, and I think it benefited the Chargers because they did play them about what three weeks prior. It was just two weeks before. Two weeks prior, so they had already gotten to see him, and then you watch more film on him, and you actually got to watch film on how he did, and then. You know, it didn't take that team yeah. long to figure him out, and they were able to shut him down that last game of the season. So I think that's my other reason why I'm not so high on Lamar Jackson is, like, that last game of the season, you know, puts a bad taste in your mouth when that's what you watch, that playoff game where he just looked like absolute garbage. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if Earl Thomas will, and Ingram will help them get into the playoffs this year. But Yeah. What was interesting is that Earl Thomas – 
was going to sign with the Chiefs for just a one-year, $12 million deal, which would have been a great signing for them. Um, but then Ravens came in. Uh, but he also, Thomas did say in an uh, interview that the middle finger was for Pete Carroll. So I think we talked about that last week. When he got hurt, he you know, gave them the, it looked like he gave the crowd the middle finger, but it was really towards the sidelines. But he says, no, it was really towards Pete Carroll. Which, <laughs> That's I what know. I was going to say. He's not going to flip off his buddies, but yeah, Earl I'm, Thomas, man, he's an interesting guy. He just does not give a shit. Yeah. You know, I remember what he, what he run up to the Cowboys or something one time after a game and basically said to them to pick him up in the off season or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time coming for him. He's been wanting to leave, get out yeah. of there. Well, the Legion of Boom, we watched it rise and we watched it fall. Yeah, it's gone. And I wouldn't be surprised if you look 15, 10 years from now, there's going to be like one of those ESPN 30s for 30s on it. Like, what if I told you the greatest defense ever just couldn't stay healthy? Yeah, yeah they've had a lot of uh, bad luck to go with just the it's normal. It's just crazy that all those guys are gone. Like, Richard Sherman's gone. The linebackers are still Earl there. Earl Thomas is gone. So who's still there? Like Wagner, Wagner. and KJ Wright are still there. But yeah, who's the other? Didn't one of those cornerbacks isn't he in like jail now? Uh, Browner, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he murdered somebody. He did something bad. Oh, yeah, man. he got a long time. I want to say, yeah, like, yeah. I want to say like at least like five let's, or two. Let's, let's look it up here. Or Sean, look that up. Brandon Browner. Let's see what he did. Then we can move on to <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. You gotta give me a second. Le'Veon Bell is gonna play football next year. Yes, and he's he gonna is. be in New York. And uh, a lot of people are saying he was the a big offseason bust this year for his what he decided to sign, and the fact he's going to the Jets, and I will have my uh, attempted murder. Okay, there it All is. Right. Not does even it, a year ago. Does it say how? Yeah, I know he recently got July eighth of last year. Browner was arrested by Laverne police for breaking and entering into the residence of a woman with whom he once had a relationship, and fleeing the scene after stealing a Rolex within the home. Two days later, he was officially charged with attempted murder. And three other felonies. December of uh, this last year, he was sentenced to eight years in prison yeah. after pleading no contest. I was going to say, I thought it was like about Is that Laverne, years. California? I would assume. Where, how many Laverne's can there be? That's Besides Shirley. Yeah, California. Oh, how far, far from here? All then. Yeah. Andy, he might have been looking for you. Yeah. You were so in I have, a relationship to, I have with to imagine when he went in there and stole a Rolex, he must have stolen a Rolex he bought this girl, I'm going to assume. I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> Please get me a watch out of this and thing. I, and I don't say that saying, like, this woman couldn't have gotten her own Rolex because I'm sure she could have. But I'm just no, saying, saying he shouldn't have to steal a Rolex. Oh, but I'm just saying – but what I'm getting at is in situations like that, what happens is if it's a bad breakup, they try to go back and steal gifts they once bought him or something like that. And it's the same shit with when OJ tried getting his, like, memorabilia back or something. Yeah. Well, we, t- we went dark again, Sean. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> Tony brought it up. You're just by proxy. Oh, uh, the You're NFL. Here. No, it's just yeah. the NFL. Just, yeah, the NFL is dark. The NFL has been dark. Right like, what? I know he didn't play that long, but I'm sure he banked some money. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, what? Uh, well, Le'Veon Bell, he hasn't done anything bad but smoke a little weed, right? Who cares about that? Whoa. And he's getting paid. Not as much as he wanted, but at least he's getting paid this year, unlike last year, where he uh, just forfeited $14 million. But uh, I think he's going to a team, a team on the rise. So they also they signed C.J. Mosley. So the Jets had a ton of cap room. Young QB, which I think is that's how you get a lot of cap rooms when you have this young QB. But Tony, you see a big season from him? 100 catches, 200 catches? No, I don't think he'll do that well at all. I think what's going to happen is the thing, the difference with the Steelers and Jets is that the Jets aren't good. So what's going to happen is. When teams play them, their biggest person that they're going to focus on is Bell. Yeah, their number one receiver is and, still Robbie Anderson. Yeah, they're going to go against Bell, and they're going to only focus on Bell. And then on top of that, they're going to have a lot of third and longs, I think. They're going to have a lot of – they're going to be down a lot in games. So when it's late in the game in the fourth quarter, instead of being down, instead of being up, you know, 31 to 13 with 12 minutes left and you're handing it off to Bell – you're going to be and have a good offensive line. I mean, the Steelers just got voted or something for like the number one offensive line. And then you're going to have a, instead you're going to be down like 24 to 10 with eight minutes left. And it's going to be not enough time to really give it much to bell. And 
Also, let's also remember he's been a year off. I don't care who you are. A year off is a year off. And your body just, I mean, I know he's been working out and stuff, but they even said he had gained some weight. Like, he, they said he got as high as 260. But I know he's, I, I follow him on Instagram. I know he's working, uh, he works out a lot. So I have no doubt in my mind that come September when the real game start, he'll be good enough to come back. But still, it's a different speed of the game. Yeah. Like, when you miss a year, you miss a year. And by the time he plays, it will have been basically, what, like two years since he played? Because it's like yeah. one full year he missed. And I, I'm really interested to see if his running style will work without a top-tier offensive line. Yeah. He, he is so fun to watch. With oh, the way yeah, he, no, I agree. He just waits and waits. I mean, and then Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, they gave me a lot of fun times as a Steeler fan. I mean, I sorry, Andy, but I think one of my favorite Le'Veon Bell memories is when he yeah, wildcat. Yeah. Walk-off <laughs> walk touchdown. Walk-off wildcat against the Chargers. And then also, I mean, I mean, both those guys gave a lot of good memories, good fun stuff, and it's crazy to think that they were on a team together. And like, I mean, you just think of how scary that was because it was a good team too. And then, it just never. And worked then they out. would only score 18 points against the Patriots. And yeah, that, it just never worked out. Yeah. And I mean, that's why a lot of people have said for the longest time that Tomlin should should have been fired because they're like, how can you have that much talent and not go to the, a Super Bowl or at least like even really contend for one and. They've kept it along. I mean, the Steelers, I think, have only had, like, three coaches since, like, the 70s. So they don't fire their coaches a lot. Well, meanwhile, the Raiders have had, like, eight coaches in the last, like, nine years. So, I mean, yeah. every franchise is a little different. But they – uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting this year, too, with the Steelers because I think they're going to be very motivated. I'm not just trying to be biased. It'll be interesting to see how Roethlisberger does this year because all that stuff came out, like, with Antonio Brown basically saying that Roethlisberger's a bad teammate and – only cares about himself. And, I mean, we've said it before on the show even. Roethlisberger is, we both would agree, he's not the greatest of people. He's made mistakes. <laughs> you know, he's not, and yeah. we've heard creepy things about him. I mean, he's obviously been accused of rape or whatever. And he's been also, we've heard stories about him being, like, really creepy towards other women. Like, knocking on a girl's hotel door, like, in the middle of the night pretty much. And setting up Donald Trump for, that's the weirdest story. Which one? That he like brought that porn star to Donald Trump's hotel room. Oh, who's like, a facilitator? Yeah. See, and Donald like, Trump's like, who can I get to? Who would know yeah. where the porn stars are? Tiger Woods was busy that weekend, yeah. <laughs> so he went and called up yeah. uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And he called his friend Robert Kraft. He knows where to. Oh yeah. Oh Andy. Him and Robert Kraft probably are really good friends, aren't they? They are. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Old buddies from down the road. I don't know how. I don't know how any rich people. Just Florida yeah, rich well, people. Well, I'll tell you what it is, Andy. It's they an underground, yeah. underground tunnel at yeah. Denver Airport yeah. is where all these rich guys go and hang out. And for any of you that don't know what I'm talking about, just Google the Denver Airport, and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's, there's big, a John O'Hoy Steakhouse in the Denver Airport. big Illuminati conspiracies yeah. with the Denver Airport, and they recently – this is a little off topic – but they recently added a talking gargoyle there. That actually makes jokes about that stuff, and like somebody, I guess, is talking through it because they like interact with what's going on at the moment. Sean's been to Denver a few times. I haven't seen the gargoyle. No, I think it's like I, it's like pretty new. I was last right. at that airport Halloween time. Oh, that would have been a great time to be there. Was it there then? I'm not sure. But okay. I just I'll keep my eyes recent. open for it. I think I'll be there. In a a couple buddy months. of mine sent it to uh, sent it to me via Instagram not too long ago. But yeah. Okay. I don't even remember what we were talking about now after all Denver Airport. Airport. Now we're going to move over to LAX. I think I think we're ready to talk. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to get to the tournament. potatoes here. Woo. All right. The best basketball time, in my opinion, of the year is now upon us. March Madness. Can you dig it? The madness has been here now. And uh, what was crazy to me, I haven't actually gotten to ask you about this yet. You get four number one seeds. Three of them from the ACC. Yes. That is amazing to me. Yes. I've never seen. It has it ever happened? It has. Okay. I think I said 2009, the Big East had like oh, okay. Louisville, UConn, and one other team. And probably Syracuse. That was back when the Big East was. So the Big East had like 95 teams. Back really then. good, was, yeah. It was a reason why And all those teams East. moved. Most of them moved to the ACC. I don't think any of them were even in the Big East anymore except for like. Big East doesn't exist. Yeah, so like I, I said. Think, oh, no, it does. No, it does. It's just all the, the teams that don't play f uh, football. It's Villanova and. Yeah, it's Villanova's yeah, in the Big Georgetown. East. Georgetown. Georgetown, Marquette. But, like, UConn moved to whatever the AAC or whatever that thing yeah. is. It's like, why do they. Yeah, doing? that's weird. But they yeah. it seems to work out for them in that conference because that conference is very 
Has it worked out for UConn? Boring. They're like not that good anymore. That's what I'm saying. That conference is boring. Yeah. And it's a lot of low scoring games. It's got teams like Cincinnati, Houston, South Florida, Central Florida. Is yeah. it's a boring conference. But uh, anyway, Andy, how are we wanting to do this? Who's uh, are we wanting to give? Who we think is going to win? Who's going to be last year's Loyola Chicago? Or who's going to be this year's Loyola Chicago? I should. Well, say. let's just start with these number one seeds. So we, Virginia, North Carolina, Duke, Gonzaga. Probably the right picks there. Um, I would agree. North Carolina came so close to beating Duke three times. For a third time, which would have been amazing. And then Duke is clearly the most talented team. Gonzaga has been number one for it seems like most of the year, or you know, flirting with it, and only still only lost two or three games the whole year. Yeah. Somehow they lost their last game. St. Mary's, yeah, Mary's, pretty bad. But sometimes in those situations, when you know it's do or die, you want it more. Yeah. And because of that, St. Mary's got themselves an 11 seed. Yeah, and it doesn't matter for Gonzaga. Didn't didn't matter for them at all. No, yeah, they were still um, going to be a one seed. But Virginia, I think Virginia is my pick. I, I think I'm just going to pick Virginia every year until they finally do something with one of their high seeds. No, I would agree because I look at that. I even told you this earlier. So that's who you're saying. You think Virginia is going to win it all? So I think I think there's a good chance Duke gets upset, and I think it's the only way Virginia Virginia's not going to beat Duke in a Final Four game because they, yeah. they haven't they haven't really been. I mean. The games haven't been blowouts, but they haven't looked like they were going to win in either of those I games. I mean, Duke, it could get difficult again. I mean, if they were to maybe play Gonzaga or something, or honestly, maybe even like if Texas Tech sneaks down there, because I like that Texas Tech team a lot, and they've got a three seed there. They've been Their offense has done better. They have that great defense. If they play a team like Duke on a neutral court, and they're able to kind of defend them, because what's going to hurt Duke in a game is when they do go against a team that's physical and plays good defense, because Duke can't shoot the ball that well. And when it's one of those games where Duke's just not shooting, it's going to be in trouble for him. All right, where do you have Duke playing Texas Tech, though? Oh, okay. I was looking at the wrong thing. Gonzaga. Oh, I was looking at it if they were to face each other in the Final Four. Oh, okay. That's what I was looking at, the Final Four. If Duke was to – because you said if Duke doesn't get to Virginia, which would be in the finals. Yeah. So I'm saying that's the only – honestly, that's the only spot I even see Duke honestly losing, I think. Maybe Virginia Tech, in my opinion, because I think Virginia Tech could beat them. They are getting their point guard back, yeah. and I've watched some Virginia Tech games. They shoot threes very well, and they're also a good defensive team. Virginia Tech could definitely beat them on a neutral court. So, and they already did beat them in Virginia Tech without Zion, but still, I mean, I, I think I think Virginia Tech has a has a really good chance because that that bracket LSU is without a coach. That's a. I was surprised they still got a three seed. I don't think they factored that in. I think yeah. I honestly think Yale could upset them. So it's a very strange scenario. And then Michigan State's Michigan State. They're never like. Are they really ever that good? I mean, they win all the time, but it seems like it's been a long time since they've actually made like any noise in the tournament. Yeah. Well, here's my thing with Michigan State. If they were healthy, I'd really like them because uh, Cassius Winston's great, but they lost. Uh, was it Joshua Langford? I think is his name. That's their uh, their guard. That's good. And then uh, they didn't have a. And then their Nick Ward, their big center, broke his hand at one point. I don't know if he's come back yet. But if that team was healthy, it actually is a pretty good team, and it's pretty deep. So I mean, they're still a good team, even if they get Nick Ward back, which I think they will if they have. He hasn't come back already, like I said. And then you're gonna have Cassius Winston, who was like a all American, I think this year or something like that. I think everything I've seen for his vote is that he's on like the first team, uh, all college basketball, or whatever they call it this year. So I don't know. Michigan state could make a run. I mean, especially with LSU being the three seed there, they would, the only problem they'd have, I think is if, is it would be in the elite eight against Duke, assuming that's what it ends up being, but yeah. we will see. All right. Then the next, the next bracket here, the West Gonzaga, I think this one is set up for Michigan. Even though Michigan did lose to Michigan State, they they were winning most of that uh, the title game there yeah. last, or yesterday. Um, Texas Tech had a disappointing tournament there. They ended up losing early, but they they were you know top ten team like all year long. Um, do you think Buffalo Buffalo was kind of started out hot, but so here's my thing with Buffalo. What I think. Uh, we have to realize and we haven't talked about this yet is the play in games. Yeah. So the play in games this year, the two the four six the four sixteen seeds that are going forward are 
North Dakota State versus North Carolina Central, and then F. Dickinson versus Prairie View. And then the 11 seeds are always a team that can sometimes sneak somewhere. You got Belmont versus Temple, but then ASU versus St. John's. St. John's, I think if they beat ASU and then they end up playing Buffalo, I think St. John's can beat Buffalo. It's a good in-state matchup. So Different I'm, sides of it. But. So that's my thing with that right now is I honestly think St. John's will, like, because they've got that, um, uh, what is his name, like Samaria Mari Pons or whatever, who's a very good yeah, guard. Yeah, top guy coming into the year. So I, I honestly think St. John's will have no problem getting past uh, ASU, and then I think they're going to be able to do something against Buffalo. Remember earlier this year, too? So funny watching basketball early on. What was it, back in, like, December? ASU was, like, what, number three or something? Or number one, even? was It wasn't number one, but they were, like, number no, three they, or five. Yeah, then they start, like, 12-0 and 0 or something. Yeah, and then they got beat up by Nevada and then just never looked back. They were honestly lucky, I think, to even make the tournament. Yeah. We were just talking the other day about how bad the Pac-12 was. We thought only one team was going to represent the Pac-12. Yeah, I think a lot of people said Arizona State would be on the bubble. But and we then... ended up getting three. In the end, yeah, Oregon won the won the tournament, and Washington wasn't going to fall out. But there, yeah, Washington got a nine seed, yeah. Oregon got a twelve, and then ASU actually is an eleven seed. It's pretty so. sad though that it's a nine, eleven, and twelve for yeah, their seeds. Yeah. But hey, hey, they didn't deserve it. But I, I think in the, uh, this uh, bracket, Florida State, I think has a real chance. They've been impressive at times. They really have a like a a suffocating physical team. But they just kind of manhandled Virginia at the end of that, that game on Friday, the ACC semifinal. So they're they're an intriguing team. That I mean, I, I don't know why you're, you're really looking for upsets in your, your bracket. But I know you are looking more at the uh, title odds. Yeah. So I was looking at some uh, title odds, and – so, hold on, really quickly. Is Virginia who you're saying you think is going to win it all? That's who I'm going to pick on my bracket. Okay. So but for as far me, as, like, value. Yeah. So, for me – well, I'm sorry. My voice, just so people understand why my voice has been kind of lost, I just got back today from a bachelor party all weekend in the lovely Scottsdale, Arizona. And uh, it was a lot on a long weekend, to say the least. I'll just leave it at that. My voice was left there. And uh, – that's that. You'll but, be uh, fully recovered by next week, though. Oh, yeah, I'll be fully recovered yeah. by tomorrow. We'll be singing. But uh, anyway, the team that I think is going to win it all, or like would be my bet that also is getting good value at 15-1, to 1, is I, I'm still high on Tennessee. I've, I have like Tennessee a lot. I think they're a well-rounded team. They can shoot. They can play defense. They got bigs. They got bigs that can shoot also. And uh, they, got, uh, they got the two seed in the bracket with Virginia as the one. So I like Tennessee a lot because I think they should have no problem getting past Colgate, and then they should get past Cincinnati or Iowa. And then even if they have to play Purdue or something, I think they get past that easily. I think that one, I think that bracket, you could easily. I think they easily get to the Elite Eight. Virginia, I think, does too, but the only team that I truthfully think could maybe stop Virginia is Kansas State. Because I remember hearing about Kansas State, how they play good uh, defense, and on yeah. top of that, they, they're the team that they actually got to the Elite Eight last year, apparently, yeah. and they brought back seven starter or like seven of their top players so they're a really good team nothing uh and they they are one of those teams i think would match up well against virginia because they're both that kind of good defense low scoring but uh i just think tennessee has better offense than both those teams which is why i would think they on a neutral court could uh outdo them but hey this is march last year we had loyola chicago get what did they get the final four elite eight elite I think eight. They got only the f- final they, four I did think? they yeah they got yeah. knocked out by uh, – that's right, they did get to the Final Four. It's Michigan. Yeah. yeah, and then Michigan knocked them out. That's right. Huh? See, that's why I love it. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. So with that said, though, Andy, who's your Loyola Chicago this year then? Who's going to be your team that – So – I kind of got one that I like. So if you're talking about d- double-digit seed, yes, I would say Oregon. Okay. Even though I just said they picked And again, Virginia, they're in that division we've been get, talking about. They'd have to get past Virginia, but – they looked really good this weekend. I would have liked Oregon they more. Were a I'm, good, good team coming into the season. They lost their exactly, big freshman. Exactly, that's what we were gonna go with. They lost Bull Bull. That is yeah. his real name. I imagine Sean hates it. <laughs> I don't mean. I wouldn't want to be that. Oh, you would. You'd like to be seven foot two. And be named Bull. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about his name, Andy. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to the NBA or 
Yeah. Potentially going to the NBA. Yeah. But, but uh they got players, they got guards, and they got they got enough talent to do it. But like as far as like a small school, I'm of course going to root for Wofford even though they're a higher seed. But I like Wofford a lot too. I mean, they who are they? Even I've been playing? a big oh, fan of their seed. football team for quite some time. I always followed them on the ESPN scores. Oh, how's Wofford doing this week? Because it's a funny name. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll say this really quickly about Andy. I remember having a conversation with him in a backyard back in September. We were talking about uh, college football, and it was a Friday night. We were at like a little party because we had just gone to our local street fair. And one of the teams he said to like that he had followed that said it was looking good was Villanova for football. And Touch sure him. enough, they went out and upset a team the next day when they were like, well, at least two touchdown underdogs or something, right? I think it was. Yeah, that goes against Temple. And we were just like, like, holy shit. Me and another buddy of mine who... Those, those one double-A teams, they're fun. They are. Ever since Appalachian State, really. Yeah. So, I'll go with my team that I think could be a... Uh, a um, uh, the upset team is uh, Murray State. Yeah, 12 seed, and uh, they have a very, very uh, good player. He was up in the top this year in uh, uh, like, in uh, what was it? In points, he's uh, what's even his name? I'm John ja Morant. So I, I've I've got a list of players just that I think like everyone should try to check out during the tournament. Yeah, Morant. So he's, he's definitely on there. Very but. very good. Uh, I like them because I think they can beat Marquette. I mean, Marquette's been struggling, and they have so. and they have Marcus Howard, who is very very good. But again, they have been struggling a little bit, and I think they can get by him. And then they would play Florida State or Vermont. If they, it is Florida State, Florida State doesn't impress me that much. I just said I like Florida State. I, I think Florida State would be too physical, like just just too strong yeah, for this maybe. small school. But I mean, if this guy really, I I still haven't seen him play. This guy either. is really just such I, a great talent. I've seen like. By. Say like Steph Curry, he beat Georgetown over that one year, because um, he was just a superior talent to anyone else on the floor, even though he's playing with like nobodies. So. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. He is good. We'll see. I mean, that's what the exciting thing though is with these tournaments. It's uh, that that's the crazy thing is we're sitting here and it's like we already know it just happens every year. It's inevitable. A couple of these low seeds are gonna are gonna move on. There's gonna yeah. be a 13 or 14 seed that moves on. A 12 yeah, seed. There's college kids, and a lot of the best ones are 19 right now. Yeah. So, you want me to go through some of these players? Yeah, go. Th- let's tell the people who have players to watch, even yeah. if they get to watch them for one game, or if they get to yeah. watch them for like five games. Well, the first guy I think you'll get to see for more than one game, and if you haven't watched this guy, that means you probably haven't watched any college basketball. That's of course Zion. Zion Williams. You have to. You just have to watch because it's so. It's so unique. Like it is unique. It really is. It's That's not just oh, he's a really good player. It's like you watched Kevin Durant or guys like that. Zion's just some just something else to watch. You also have John Morant here, Murray State. So you might only get to see him for one game. It's at I looked it up one o'clock on Thursday. So if you're gonna take the day off, make sure you check that game out. Um, right now he's he's projected as the second best NBA prospect. So you'll get to see him uh, in in the pros. Uh, another guy who's going to be in the pros, uh, Rui Hachimura yeah. at Gonzaga. Not, not their, probably not their best player, but he's the top like pr- pro prospect. So if you want, I like checking these guys out, checking out the future of the NBA in the tournament, see how people play in these games. It's always fun. So, another uh, big-time prospect, Kobe White, North Carolina. If you've seen North Carolina, you've seen this guy's hair bouncing around. He's got a... Quite a fro on him, and That's he's got to slow him down. He's really turned it on back half of the season, and I don't like watching North Carolina because I really don't like Luke May, but this kid's interesting. I know you don't. You've made it very clear multiple times about how much you don't like Luke May. <laughs> and there's also uh, DeAndre Hunter of Virginia. He's their oh, their yeah, top he's... guy. So they really haven't. They're always a good team, but they don't really have like. That's always been my thing. Guys, That's so. always been my thing with Virginia, 
is they play very good defense, but I've always said, and this is why I think they lost to a 16 seed last year, I've always said they just don't, for me, they just don't have the offense to compete in a game because I think once it comes down to neutral court and you're playing all these good people or all these good teams, it's like there's you're going to come across teams that are going to be able to put up points on your defense. And I sometimes just don't think they have the offense. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe I will be wrong because it's like you said, every year it seems like they're a one seed, and it is just a matter of time before they do finally do it. You know? Yeah, and Hunter's not a big-time scorer, but he's like an elite defender, and he'll be in the NBA. Uh, the next guy is someone who maybe won't be in the NBA. I saw right now he's like projected a second-round pick despite the 24 points a game, Marcus Howard. Yeah. He's uh he's going up against John Morant. So. I, could, I could see that. Marcus Howard is a very good uh, player. I've watched him, but he almost kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Jimmer Fredette. Yeah. Like a very good shooter, just a very good college scorer, like how that – what was his name on Florida a few years ago? The guy that would always jack up the – I don't remember. Oh, I'm gonna. It's, it's gonna bug me. Uh, continue talking. I'll find it. It's uh, he was the guy that was always throwing up shots and stuff. And yeah, well, Marcus Howard, he's he's fun to watch because he he just he he knows how to you know just get get baskets. He knows how to. Mar- Marshall Henderson or something like that. Oh, he's from Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Wow, yeah. my bad. Not Florida. Yeah. Or maybe State. Ole Miss. It was one of those two. It was Ole Miss. It was Ole okay. Miss. Yeah. I remember that because of... Fr- uh, oh, yeah, because I that... coached him. What? I coached him. Did you? Yeah. You know what their coach was back then? Andrew Kennedy? Andy Kennedy. <laughs> okay, even better. He, he was on ESPN this week. I wanted to take a uh, video of it, but I missed it. <laughs> Damn it, Andy. Where it's like the halftime show, and I'm like, and hey, we got Coach Andy Kennedy here. It's like, oh, That's okay. funny. He wants no, to call you coach. Yeah. I forgot. I can't believe it. I don't know where Florida came from. You know what it was where Florida SEC. came from? I remember now. Did you get in a fight with them? No, it was when he, he did play in Florida and he did the gator oh, chomp yeah. to them after he did hit some three. So I, I knew I had a visual of him doing the gator chomp. Yeah. I just forgot it was mocking them. <laughs> yeah, he was funny. He was like. He was very interesting. Yeah. So the next guy I got on here is uh, Grant Williams of Tennessee. Yes. that's what He's he's really good. Really good, like, great, like, leader. There's will get you an important basket. Um, but again, just one of those guys who's not like considered to be a top player for the, for the next level, even though he's, you know, led Tennessee, Tennessee has been really number one at some point, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So they've been up in the top five for most of the year and he's definitely their, their best player. Um, Carson Edwards at Purdue. He's a big time scorer. Purdue is, you know, they got a number three seed, but I don't know if, how many people are too hot on them. Tony, got an opinion on Purdue? I've always been a big follower of Purdue over the last few years, but I'll be honest, not so much this year. Purdue, a couple years ago, I really liked Purdue when they had a, they had a couple good bigs. Uh, they still have Swanigan? Yeah, they had Swanigan. They always had Just Vince the big Edwards. guy who got hurt last year. I forget him, but he's got like he had like the huge head. He was a really big guy, and now they only have the other guy. Uh, what's his name? Like Haas or something. Yeah. He was good, and then Carson Edwards is still there, who's electric. And then uh, they always they had their shooters. They had a couple white shooters. Like one of them was like a Mateus or something like that, and another guy that would just come in and snipe threes. Like I liked their team a lot. I remember I put money on them. I think it was two years ago to win it all, and they got to I want to say the sweet 16 and or it was when they got it they got to the sweet 16 and then just got annihilated by Kansas it was that year where it looked like Kansas was going to win it all and then Oregon beat them yeah but uh yeah they're good they're uh will be interesting like I said I haven't watched too much Purdue this year but I uh have watched enough over the past couple years and en- enough this year to just know Carson Edwards is really really good the last guy I have is uh, Caleb Martin in Nevada. Okay. Nevada has had a rough. Yeah, they they were a preseason number or, yeah. five or something, and they ended up, up getting a seven seed in the tournament. Yeah. Not very so good. They didn't even win their did conference. They even, I was gonna say who won their conference? Utah State or? Yeah, Utah State did. Because Utah State got an eight seed. Yeah. Well. So I mean, they're a team. Yeah, they were. They've they've got him and his brother. I forgot his name, but Caleb Cody. And, yeah. And it's probably the last chance you're going to get to see him. So, I mean, maybe you only see him for one game. Maybe yeah. lose. 
Um, I think he'll be a G League guy his like whole career too, or something like that. Maybe come up a little bit. I don't think he's gonna end up being a huge pro guy. Yeah, they they've got Florida, who I didn't think did was that good this year, but no, they Florida's, won some games in the SEC tournament. I think I forget who they upset somebody. Uh, LSU, I think it was maybe Auburn ended up winning that. Yeah. No, Auburn, Auburn looked really Auburn good. Auburn is they a good beat, team, They too. beat Tennessee twice in eight days. Yeah, they're, they're, that team is good, too. They got uh, Harper and then I think Brown are their two uh, good shooters. Yeah, and they, they would get Kansas of... in the second round. Obviously, Kansas is Kansas weak. is the biggest buzz. They were the preseason number one. God knows why. They were – Well, they, they had like they had good returning players and that's true. good freshmen. But I think that the freshmen – Someone got were, hurt. Yeah, the freshmen – Got hurt. I can't remember. And I think, and then the big guy did uh, Azguba or whatever his name is. Azabuki. Azabuki. Yeah. Azabuki. Yeah. So we haven't even talked about Kansas. They're not. They're not a threat this year. They're always in the tournament, and they're usually, usually a one or two. This year, not a good season. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another interesting fact about this year's tournament. The ACC has had the most teams in the tournament for like, ten straight years or something. Ever since they got all those teams, um, this year they actually tie with the SEC. Okay. That for some SEC used to be used to be bad. They were yeah. they had Kentucky and Florida. The rest of these schools were bad, but Tennessee's had a resurgence. Auburn's came out of nowhere is now yeah. a good program. And you got what Mississippi's in there. Both Mississippi's are and in Mississippi State. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, it's and then LSU. Yeah, LSU had Ben Simmons and couldn't make the tournament, and now. I like that LSU team a lot, so it's a bummer that stuff happened with the coach. Yeah. Because I even remember hearing an interview with him after a game, and it was like I was like, I like this guy. He seems very excited, very optimistic with his team, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, who would have thought that he was cheating? Yeah. Well, they're all <laughs> cheating probably. I know they are, but it's just like it was a bummer that he got uh, got uh, caught, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> or that he had a result, resort to cheating. But, uh, yeah. Is there a, so that's pretty much it. I mean, Andy's got uh, Virginia to win it all, which I believe are like a six to one or seven to one favorite. And then I like Tennessee, which is like fifteen to one. And then obviously Duke has a really good chance. I think, uh, but I mean, uh, I really think you're safe putting some of your money on Virgi- on Virginia or Tennessee because I look at that conference and I don't see how one of those two teams doesn't make it out. I just think that side of the bracket. Is the yeah. easiest of the all of them because of Purdue being the yeah. Three I don't seed. like the three, four, or five. Yeah. So. I, so I think one of those two teams for sure. Uh, if you put your money on them, I think you're gonna uh, for sure see one of them in the final four. So I think that's a good safe pick. So hopefully you uh, stuck around to listen to the meat and potatoes of that because uh, that's just free money. Yeah. Andy and why and I, wouldn't they? Andy and I are uh, here to donate free and money to you guys. So nice of you. And as this you know, usually works, you know, next time we talk, it's going to be way different. Like, hopefully all the teams we want are still going to yeah, be in there. Yeah, that's what's exciting. So, but, the play-in so games. There's going to be something weird. So, the, the play-in games are tomorrow and Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday is always when it gets exciting, that first weekend. And Saturday and Sunday will be round two. So, by the time we're here on Tuesday, I mean, on Monday next week, we'll be uh, already in the Sweet 16. And yeah. then we'll go over what uh what has surprised us, what hasn't surprised us, what's – uh what our maybe our new outlook is, like who's looks good in the two games. Like you never know. There could be one of those games where even a team like Duke has a scare. Maybe they win, but they only win by like two with like a last second three that gets missed by the other team. Yeah. Right now Duke uh, could be playing VCU in the second round. And that was a uh, Duke lost to them, I remember, in a, a tournament game probably about 10 years ago. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. The other team – the nine seed there is UCF, which I did not realize even had a successful season. Yeah. But uh, so is that it for our uh, basketball? Yeah. Our sports in general? Um. Yeah. Do want to note that baseball season does have some regular season games coming up. Yeah. Jesus. I, Ichiro I'll... is going to start. What, what game Mariners. is that? What day is that? I don't know. I should have. <laughs> Anyway, it I is this week. Uh, I think it's this week. I think it's like tomorrow, like tomorrow or Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's really. And it's, it's also cool. like three in the morning. Yeah, it's cool that Ichiro is actually, he's on the team. They got a special exemption to have twenty eight man rosters, and they don't know if this Ichiro might just play the series and then go away and retire. Yeah, 
weird. But they said he'll play. He'll definitely, he's definitely gonna play in front of his. I don't know really, his, his country, his people. Yeah. <laughs> also, on a quick side note, I uh, when I was in Arizona this past weekend, I did go to a uh, Padres game, Padres versus uh, Brewers, and it uh, did not work out well for the Padres. But they also didn't really have any of their good players. But it was also weird because I've never really noticed this before, because I've never been in the outfield. Because we were sitting right behind, like the right at the left field wall. And, of course, classic me, I was already a little drunk, and I spilled my beer on the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> on, uh, on It didn't go down, but it went, like, the other way, and, like, immediately people were like, yeah, no, you're not supposed to have beers on here. Not to me. I still got away with it. But anyway, <laughs> it was cool because, like, uh, they had Cordero was in uh, playing right field at the time. And when a player would come up, he'd reach into his pocket, and it's like they have full-on scouting reports oh, yeah. in their pocket, which I think For is pretty shifts, cool. yeah. And uh, that's just how baseball's become nowadays. Andy loves it. It's all the analytics. Well, I think in the regular season, they probably don't have it on paper because they actually know. But in, in spring training, there's 11,000 guys out there, and you just don't know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, also speaking of my weekend on the entertainment podcast, I will have a, uh, a story, a heroic story, actually, that uh, happened in a bar when we were there for about 30 minutes by uh, – the guy who was our bachelor, nonetheless, Ooh. and who is also Carter that was on our podcast, he uh, did something pretty good in the bar, local bar, so I will podcast uh, alum. get to that uh, story on the entertainment pod, and you won't want to uh, miss it. And then after that, uh, that'll be the only story I talk about, yeah. because all the rest, at least on air. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, all right. Well, before we close out, this uh, podcast was brought to you by Simple Dog the leash that is quicker and easier and it works with your dog's current harness or collar for a limited time tony's take listeners can get 25 percent off and free shipping when you use promo code tony and spell that out for him t-o-n-y did you get that perfect uh that's uh, head to t- simpledoggy.com and uh use promo code tony for 25 percent off and free shipping it's the dog leash you've been waiting for but, uh, all right, I think that wraps up episode 106. I uh, look forward to talking more about the NCAA Final Four and March Madness and all that fancy stuff, the Sweet 16. But uh, that's it. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and listen to our entertainment pod and uh, hear more about Tony's uh, Bachelor shenanigans. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we had Tony the Pony. Yes, we did. And off-road Andy. Yes, we did as well. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. That's great. Thank you, Andy. All right. We'll see you later. (laughs) Sometime.